Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, a Business Examiner News Group podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode's special guest is the Chief People and Administration Officer at Coastal Community Credit Union. He covers the story behind the organization's Great Place to Work in Canada recognition for the fourth consecutive year. We also explore how smaller organizations can work to develop culture and much more. Our conversation starts now. My name is uh, Bruno Dragani, and I'm at Coastal Community Credit Union, and I'm the Chief People and Administration Officer of that uh, organization. We are a financial cooperative credit union on Vancouver Island, and our location for our head office, and where I generally spend a lot of time, is Nanaimo. And we take care of financial services, insurance services, and wealth uh, services to members on Vancouver Island. Awesome, Bruno. Well, it's great to have you on. Been looking forward to this conversation uh, ever since I got a press release from one of your team members. And uh, you have a really big announcement, which is very cool to see, especially for an Enamo-based company. I'm born and raised in Enamo, so I love to see it. But you basically got this for four, the fourth consecutive year. You've been recognized as a great place to work in Canada, which is a major accomplishment. And I was hoping to get a little bit of a backstory just about what um about what exactly is going on. How did you get involved with the Institute and what has led to, to Coastal Community sort of maintaining this certification? Sure. Uh, well, Coastal has been measuring employee engagement for many, many years. And we used to use a, a different company, uh, but we are now using Great Place to Work. Uh, but when we moved over to, to that organization, one of the reasons why we did that is to just kind of modernize the way in which we were measuring engagement with employees. And so Great Place to Work was one of the companies that we shortlisted and uh, me and a number of our colleagues were at an event where we got to hear Michael Bush, who's the CEO of Great Place to Work, speak at the conference. And what was really uh, good was we, we got to see a good fit between Coastal Community and, and Great Place to Work and really the focus on trust and the trust index that they were working on. Uh, because what we understood is uh, obviously if there's a strong trust relationship between employees and, and, and its management team and leaders, that you can accomplish a lot. Um, so that led us to become uh, certified in, in our first survey, actually. Uh, that we did with them. And um, and one of the reasons I think why we keep getting certified is that uh, we spend a lot of time talking about this with our employees. We talk about, you know, where we should be improving. They're very included in, in the process. And it really is important to our employees that we develop an amazing culture where we all thrive and do great things. Okay. Well, that is awesome. Um, I, yeah, I appreciate you you giving that backstory there. And I'm wondering too, just from a, from a leadership perspective. Now, you're 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 leading this you know fairly large organization on the island. How are you working to? I guess we would say to develop the culture um, from the top, you know, and then and then a a after it's if you're focusing on having it developed, how are you maintaining it through each kind of level of of the organization? Yeah. No. Great question. So, um, well, at, at all levels in the organization, like I said, we do have the results of the, the Great Place to Work survey uh, provided and uh, all areas take a look at it and they analyze the, the results and they look for opportunities where employees uh, can participate in the improvement of that employee experience. And so our exec team, you know, we all have a very 
passionate view in which we know that uh, not much of, it, of, of what gets done, you know, gets done by us. It gets done by all the employees of the organization. They are our greatest strengths. And we want to empower employees to really create that amazing culture. And what's important about culture is that it's a culture isn't what you do to an employee. It's how they create the environment in which they want to work and thrive in an organization. So we're, we're really focused on making sure that employees own culture within Coastal Community Credit Union. And so across the organization, there's a, you know, a real dedication to that. And, and what that does is it enhances their inclusiveness in, in how the organization develops. It gives them a sense of belonging. They have equity in the organization because they see it improve. Uh, we look at wellness and, and how we support our employees, but also the communities that we're in. And the, and the last thing I think that's most important that I think is unique for Coastal is that we spend a lot of time on leadership development. And it's not leadership in the sense of, you know, the leaders in the organization, the top-down thing. We believe that leaders come at any level in the organization and that individuals really have the ability to lead in so many different ways. And so that leadership and that acknowledgement that leadership comes from all areas of the organization is a big piece. And we offer a lot of education to our employees in expanding their leadership as they wish. And so we have cohorts of uh, leadership development activity that happens where it includes, you know, individuals from any area of the organization. So you don't have to be in a management position. You can be a part-time person. You can be a, a brand new employee. Uh, you are going to get the exact same education and you will, you know, converse with uh, individuals across the organization. Because what we believe is that if employees really understand themselves and can be their authentic selves at work, is that they will thrive, they will be collaborative, they will ultimately support you know, our vision of you know, improving financial health for our members and our employees and, and our clients. And recognition is another big piece of, of what we like to do in recognizing individuals. I'm wondering if there's a, any kind of story that sticks out to you in terms of you know, when you're doing these kind of reviews um, and this, this data collections or anything that kind of pops for you that you feel is an example of what contributes to this certification keep being renewed? Well, you know, the, the biggest story that I think uh, just comes to, you know, mind over and over again is our experience with COVID. And, uh, you know, COVID is probably the best example in which, you know, everybody was tackling things that were in the unknown space. And so, um, you know, we did see organizations in different areas kind of falter through COVID and everyone was faced with such uh, significant issues. One of the things that we found out very quickly, because we had to pivot and change so many times on everything that we were doing, was that we had to really trust in our employees and they had to trust us uh, in so much of, of the you know, activities that were happening. And so what we noticed is that the work that was in, in that managers were doing and employees were doing in finding the best solutions as they went through COVID was uh, really talking to each other, listening, working together, and and really thriving to improve, you know, not only their safety but also making sure that they provided the services that they needed to do. So there was a lot of listening, a lot of empathy happening, you know, both both ways. And while that was happening, we were measuring. 
we were asking employees a lot of questions about how is that going with managers. And so there's a trust index around management uh, as well. And so employees rating their managers along the way. And we saw that going up and up and up and up. And, and today, this last survey, it's at the highest point it's ever been. But through COVID, it was increasing as well. And so we attributed that, that to just that strong trust and the ability for employees to actually say what's on their mind and to get action and, and people really listening. I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit about how smaller organizations who may not have the same, uh, let's say HR firepower that you would have access to, can you can you speak to or advise them on how best to develop a strong culture, even from a startup position um, all the way up to, you know, just kind of these mid-sized businesses that kind of keep this local economy moving? Yeah, really, it's finding ways to listen to your employees. These are the people on the ground. They hear everything and understand uh, things from a different perspective and a different lens that you may not, uh, you know, in a in a role that's perhaps removed from that. So, at coastal uh, a coastal community, you know, one of our commitments is is really to be able to encourage, uh, you know, a culture of listening and understanding. Now, that kind of sounds easy to do, but it, sometimes it's not. Really listening and understanding and actually taking in feedback and then putting actions in place are really important. Otherwise, employees might stop telling you things. So it's important that, uh, that you know, employees play a role in this and improving, in improving the experience and that we all work together to do that same part. And, you know, nothing gets done in our organizations without employees and nothing gets done unless we all have the parts that we play well and do well. So, you know, really understanding that. And then just finding ways to inspire employees. And inspiration does come at the ground, uh, grassroots level. And so what we try to do is really engage our managers to look at what's happening at that local level that's inspiring employees, because it's going to be different for us. And, and, and it is, you know, what's happening in Victoria is going to be different than what's going on in Fort Hardy and other areas. So employees and managers really have to work together to find those inspiring moments and to do the kind of fun things that happen every day that cause people to come to work and be happy and want to be there every day. The last kind of question I have for you on this topic, a little, or it's a bit of more of a macro question, but do you have any kind of predictions or anything that you're seeing from your colleagues and or counterparts in other organizations just about expectations for Vancouver Island's labor market in the next quarter or two? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I think it's changing and it's changing a little bit kind of rapid in, as far as I'm seeing. I, I mean, there was a time where it was, uh, the labor market was was hot. It, you know, like you you had to do everything you could to uh, attract individuals and they had a lot of choices. And what I'm seeing today is is that's changing. And it's, it's a bit like the housing market and it's a good analogy because the housing market went through that uh, same cycle. And I think what we're starting to see, and there's early signs, at least that we're experiencing at the coastal, is that we're moving into that more stable market where employees are actually staying a bit longer or they're reevaluating their reasons for leaving. And that others that are leaving are looking for things for a longer term as well. So they're having conversations with us about staying for longer term employment rather than you know jumping into one career and then onto, onto something else. So I think the next three to six months is 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 a lot like the the housing market. We're we're entering more of a balanced market and a stable environment with uh, with employment uh, because I think it's going to slightly slow down. And what I'm hearing from our colleagues 
in different industries, there's some pullback. We've seen in the tech industry, some layoffs take place. Uh, I've seen it even in financial services. Um, you know, with my colleagues, I, I can see that they are pulling back. So I think we may see things kind of normalize for the next little while. I want to jump a little bit into this, this topic of leadership. Um, and I think what struck me about this as I was doing a little bit of a, a dive on, on what was available online for you is you've been at this organization for 28 years and it seems like you've kind of worked your way from the, literally from the ground up. And so I'm just wondering if you can give me, you know, I'm not, you know, obviously the dirty details here, but just what your what got you involved with coastal community, what's kept you there. And did you see something early on where you thought, you know, there's a, there's a home for me here for the rest of my, my career. You know, it's interesting. My length of time at Coastal isn't isn't unique. Like I attend anniversaries that are 30, 40, and even 45 years. So there are a lot of employees that have been around for, you know, for a long time and really committed to this organization. And I have to say that that wisdom that that ha- that's there is being passed on. And that was one of the things that happened with me is I got to work with individuals that had been in the business for a long time and I got to learn from them. And when I came to Coastal, because I, I can't believe it's 28 years when you, when you said that, because I actually started in 1994, and it really is 28 years. And I got to build the Southgate branch. And then I got to staff it up, and then I got to run it as a branch manager. But who gets to build the environment that they're working from the ground up physically, right? So I, I actually got to be involved with the planners and the developers and the, you name it. And what's really fun about that job at the time was that I was doing things that I, I didn't really know much about, but I was learning. So it's a, it was a really amazing learning environment. And what was probably the most fun is the development of people and the ability to work with individuals and grow with them. And I have people that I remember back in 94 when they started you know, with me at that branch, they're still with Coastal and they're in leadership positions doing the same thing and loving their jobs. So it's just amazing to, to be in an environment like that. So I stayed. And when I stayed and, and developed, I went on to administrative roles and developed my own education with the company. So I, I, you know, I got my MBA there. They supported it. My grad studies and my specialty was leadership and leadership development and management, uh, change, change management. And so I fell into a number of projects and things and, and continued to grow and got involved in mergers and acquisitions and growing the company and applying that, you know, education, that academic education to actual real life. So being able to apply what you learn to the actual work doesn't always happen. And um, that, that happened for me and, and it happens for, for many of our people because we support our employees to, to get their higher education and apply that that knowledge. So today I have a pretty fun portfolio. I get to play with the digital technology environment, the people side of our business and the process uh, and compliance because we're highly regulated and premises. And so why those areas and why are they all connected? Because there is, there's a synergy that takes place there where, you know, the way in which members and customers use our services is a combination of both digital and people. And then they enter into you know, our premises that contain, you know, a significant amount of compliance and process issues and all of that. So it all kind of converges into uh, an environment where, you know, I have to work with a, an amazing team that, that looks for those synergies to, to make sure that, you know, we meet all of those conditions to give our, our members what they need. And I'm wondering, 
when you reflect on this, is there a, a leadership lesson that kind of that pops out that you care to pass on? Yeah, I, I would say it's the listening piece and, and it holds true with the surveys that we have. And it's, you know, really, really deeply listen and, and listen from the sidelines uh, if, if need be. I mean, the things that you hear lead you to potentially systemic issues or things that you need to, to really focus on. Um, and then know yourself, know your own mental models and your own biases and know when to set them aside because it will cloud your judgment when you're listening to things. And I think those are lessons that I've learned and certainly been passed on to me as well because I've had some great leaders uh, work with me that did this, you know, for years and years and, and it's proven out. So, Is there a change that you've noticed in yourself over this time? And maybe it is, you know, becoming a better listener, but I'm wondering if, if anything pops for you for that. I think it's just patience, uh, really, you know, slowing things down for your, for myself and, and for others and just understand that things don't change as quickly sometimes as, as you would like. Um, and, and the next piece is that each person that comes to the team or comes to the or organization does bring a special gift and it's finding that special gift and putting it to action. And, and that, that engages everyone uh, in the organization to do their best. Awesome. Yeah. That reminds me of the good to great getting the right, the right person in the right seat on the bus. Um, I'm going to jump into this final four questions, which we ask each interviewee. And the first one is, do you have a favorite book? There's no limits on what this can be, fiction, nonfiction. You know, it's interesting because there's favorite business books and then there's fun stuff and a little of both and, and see. Uh, so interesting, you, you said it's great because uh, uh, my one is actually Speed of Trust. And it was written by Stephen Covey's son actually Stephen Cubbing <laughs> and the speed of trust gives you a whole bunch of really good tools on um, just behavioral issues that you can actually put to action that improves trust and the way in which you see trust and what is really true and known is that if you have a strong trust relationship in your organization between management and employees the speed at which things gets done is tremendously fast and that was proven in with COVID for us, you know, at a significant pace because we shifted, you know, some 250 people from offices to working from in a light speed and including all the compliance issues, which doesn't, you know, doesn't happen unless you really have a lot of trust to do that. And from the fun side, I, I love to travel. I, I travel all over the place and I love to imagine what's possible and, and different things. And, and so the one that comes to my mind is, is the whole life of Pi and the, and the work that was done there. And the book is fantastic. I know the movie's out there too, but the book is great. Favorite app? This one might, might be a silly one, but it, I don't know. I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, you know, everybody is pinching pennies right now because it's tough. And uh, things are expensive out there. So I'm using an app called Flip, and I don't know if you know it, but it's F-L-I-P-P. -P. And it's a very simple app, but basically what it's doing is it's aggregating all the different flyers, sales, you name it, that are happening in your favorite stores all around you. And it's giving you uh, the deals, the deal of the day or whatever's happening. Or you can actually just search, you know, I need uh, whatever, and who's got the best price on it right now. And so I'm able to buy the kind of things that, you know, I was always buying and the brands that I like and keep my costs contained and look at that in a, in a different way. And I might have to buy it in different stores, but this app has been a godsend to help me just, you know, where, watch where my money's going and get the most out of it. So. Awesome. 
I love to see that. And perfectly timed as we know Black Friday is coming up a week from today. So. I know. They've got a Black Friday piece on it, too. And it just gives you all the Black Friday feels. It's awesome. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> um, the one I love to ask here is, is there a piece of personal advice that you've received that sticks out? And sometimes it's an amalgam of, 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 of a number of different comments people have made, but. Yeah, I think for me, it's, uh, it's just be kind, be kind to people, treat people the, the way you would want to be treated. Um, yeah, that's never been so important, in, you know, ever until, you know, and, and, and it's true. I mean, you take the high road, you, your, your kindness does pay off. And I think that's uh, an important uh, attribute for all of us. Okay, awesome. And the very final one I've got for you is, what is your favorite restaurant in Vancouver Island? Well, I have two. Can I give you two? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I spend a, a fair bit of time on Gabriel. I have a, a, a part-time home there, and I love Gabriel as well. And they have a place called the Woodfire Grill that's fantastic. And uh, even if you don't live there, take the ferry, go and have dinner, because it's like having a little mini cruise there and back. Uh, but uh, it's a fantastic little restaurant. And then my other one's in Victoria, and it's uh, Il Terrazzo. They just have the, the best foods. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. Sponsored by Coastal Community Credit Union. Who's helping you take care of your financial health? Visit cccu.ca for more information.